0: Newsbreak podcast.
1: But yes, to my very special guest today, and let's say a very warm welcome to Kapil Narayan. Hello, Kapil.
0: Good day, Suresh, to you and uh, to your listeners, and uh, happy Eid Mubarak uh, to, to all celebrating.
1: Yeah, I know. I can't wait for Eid tomorrow. But uh, Kapil, it's, it's you know, congratulations, firstly. And let me tell you what this great achievement by Kapil has been. Um, Kapil, of course, like I told you, he's from UKZN. He's the final year medical student there. And he's just been appointed as the chair of the FAMSA uh, COVID-19 Technical Working Group. Now, FAMSA is the Federation for African Medical Students Association. Congratulations, Kapil. Oh, should I be calling you Dr. Narayan?
0: I'm, I'm not yet qualified, so... Um, <laughs> Halfway there. <but laughs> thank you so much uh, for your kind words,
1: yes. Tell me about it, Kapil. What is this sort of, uh, you know, technical working group now? What is it going to be doing, and what's your role in it?
0: All right, so just to start with the beginning, so you've, as you rightly explained, FAMSA is a, It's essentially a, a representative body of African medical students. And, uh, right now there's, uh, approximately over 8,000 students represented in over 30 countries in all regions, uh, of, of, of Africa. And essentially this body, um, you know, was established for quite some time, since 1968. And it has, uh, been recognized by the African Union and the World Health Organization as the official representative body of, of medical students in, in, in Africa. Um, and this body has uh, decided, uh, you know, uh, with the with the pandemic early this year, to develop a technical uh, working group, which is essentially a, a a a like sort of task force or a group of uh, individuals who really have a strong uh, leadership and academic uh, emphasis towards uh, doing various areas of, of initiatives and activities um, throughout the continent where youth are are leading that movement. So, so I did apply, uh, for this position, um, uh, quite, uh, about a month and a half ago or so, and, uh, was informed, uh, that I was fortunate to be, uh, selected as, as the chair of this, uh, committee. So in terms of, uh, being the chair, uh, the duty, uh, duties, uh, that I have is to often, chair uh, discussions and leading, um, various, uh, discussions on, on how we can be involved, um, Discussing uh, various uh, initiatives, uh, public health initiatives, awareness campaigns, um, with 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 various uh, stakeholders, as well as keeping up to date with the the latest uh, research in that. We, we've just begun.
1: Uh, yeah, and I, I want to ask about that. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I know you've, you, you're just about to commence commence your work, but you know, at this point, have you come up with some sort of focus areas in terms of what this working group wants to be, you know, focusing energy on in terms of this contribution to the fight against COVID nineteen.
0: Yes, so um, as a as a committee, we we have met, and I'm, I I may just add that the committee is quite a diverse group of of young people uh, from uh, fifteen different countries. Uh, uh and with 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 equal gender representation and essentially we've come up with looking at three main areas of uh, inter intervention uh one looking at research where students uh, you know come up with a daily daily uh review of the latest uh, work and this gets compiled into a weekly bulletin uh containing sources uh you know from the top medical journals from WHO from the African Union so essentially we would be summarizing uh, data that that the latest data that has come out and disseminating this to students and we have already done two editions of that. Um, th- the other aspect is to look for students to engage in local research, whether it's via opinion pieces, uh, whether it's conducting uh, you know proper research with their universities uh, or academics that are based at hospitals. Um, the the second campaign is to do more of an awareness, uh, a public health uh, campaign, and we know that. Here, yeah, there's a huge issue in many, many communities, uh, you know, about fake news, um, that, that, that goes around. So we really have, uh, attempted to, to, to look at that and how we can bust these myths, uh, that particularly are shared, you know, on, on social media, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, you know, these, these, a, a lot of, a lot of times uh, this information that you sometimes see is not verified. So we aim to put out posters to that on, uh, online as well as, find a way to communicate these messages, especially some of the ridiculous myths uh, that that have been going on about, uh, you know, testing kits that have been fake or, uh, you know, certain vaccines causing issues and all of that. So we aim to really go against and bust those fake myths. Um, You know, uh, Kapil,
1: as you're talking, the only thing just beeping through my head like a siren is hydroxychloroquine, 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 because there's (laughs) such a global debate on it right now. And this is, you know, I mean, dare I say, um, stems from a point of um, you know populist information or even fake news. You know, there's no uh, from what we understand, there's no scientific data to say that this is needed to fight COVID-19. But you have have some very influential people taking it so I want to ask you how important is it for this young voice you know um, the, the the new generation of medical professionals now to really be active in this kind of research and then disseminate it to ensure that you tackle fake news because it's really been a major challenge with the covid 19 narrative
0: yes uh, I you know, completely agree with what what you've said there. And uh, just a small point on hydroxychloroquine. Uh, you know, they you, the the small there have been some small studies that have been uh, conducted, and uh, a, a recent trial as well published uh, illustrated that uh, or or suggests you know that that hydroxychloroquine has has no benefit and may in fact be detrimental. Uh, although we're still waiting for more data. But the point being that you have. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, even presidents of of some of these countries stating, uh, you know, that they're taking it when there is no compelling evidence for that. Now, I think, uh, you know, it's so critical that youth are involved in in, in research, because as we have often seen on on, on many interviews, and there's a lot of senior well-established scientists, but, you know, all of these capacity building, all of this uh, engaging in research skills and ensuring that youth, develop that at at an early age so that in future we can start being leaders of of, of research it's it's key to start developing the skills especially considering that we are in the medical field and uh you know as studying you come across a lot of data a lot of information and you need to uh, have these uh you know uh, these 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 uh, you need to have a keen sense of how to analyze data how to read data to ensure that what you are confronted with is actually uh, you know the correct information, so it 's critical that as as young doctors as upcoming doctors and anyone else, in, in, particularly in the health field, that we do keep abreast with that information. And we, we you know, we, we are aware of how to verify information. I yeah, think I want to talk
1: a bit more about that, Kapil. But first, uh, you know, in terms of that technical working group uh, of FAMSA, um, what sort of, um, I think, buy-in do you have? I'm asking about, you know, affiliation. I know you mentioned a lot of organization, World Health Organization, AU, a uh, lot of interaction there. And I know you've you've, you know, been very fortunate to be in the United States and um, uh, I, th- I think you did uh, have interaction with the uh, World Health Organization at a point but my, my, my point is I think it was Geneva you were in, right? Yes,
0: that, yeah. that's correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, But the point I want to make is, um, you know, in terms of within this local context now, I mean, you know, are you interacting with the Department of Health? Are you interacting with other sorts of research firms and think tanks? You know, what sort of partnerships are you creating with a lot of these organisations like the NICD, for example, who make decisions, who actually roll out initiatives and implement uh, strategies based on research? What sort of buy-in? That,
0: that, that's a great point. So as a committee, uh, we, we have discussed a, a plan and part of that plan is to start working with the Departments of Health in various countries. Um, as of yet, we're still uh, you know, finalizing that before we start engaging in these discussions. So we have not yet contacted uh, those respective organizations. However, um, we, we did have consultation uh, with the African Youth Envoy, and we are serving on the AU's uh, you know, African Youth Front, which aims to essentially pass by ideas to offer various policies and uh, request our implementation um, advice as such. Uh, but, you know, as, as uh, within the next month or so, we are aiming to establish connection with uh, the various departments of health and these other health bodies, because, um, you know, with anything, it, it's not uh, viable to just go on your own. Collaboration is, is the best, as we've seen with previous, uh, you know, health outbreaks and pandemics.
1: Mm. Well, we're talking to Kapil Narayan, he's uh, finally a medical student and he has just been appointed as the chair of uh, the Federation of African Medical Students Association, their technical working group. Great to have you on the conversation today, Kapil. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, I'm picking up from what you spoke about, you know, about youth getting involved and, and, and taking that narrative forward. Um, so, you know, we've been privy to... Um, modeling symposium that was held this week and some quite um, you know serious pronouncements coming through estimating that there could be three million south africans who are infected with a virus uh, by the end of the year possible death toll of forty thousand by the end of the year for south africa and of course this is based on research this is based on modeling um you have yes. this you know right now while you're on air you have the opportunity to talk to people about how important it is to understand that guidelines, um, restrictions, regulations, pronouncements, how essential that is for South Africa to flatten the curve, as has been the common uh, you know, tag. What would you say to people listening to you right now on how best to abide by whatever is coming through from reliable health sources in order to ensure that South Africa doesn't get to 3 million cases by the end of the year?
0: Yes, that's a that's a great question. So uh, I also did attend the modeling session, and I just want to make a point to say that, as being a, a model, there's a lot of assumptions of various variables. So the data that has been shown is plausible. However, it really depends on our actions as a person, as a community, as a as a nation. You know, um, so 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 this so it's it's so vital that. We do adhere to, uh, you know, non-pharmaceutical uh, uh, intervention. And this I'm talking about refers to us, you know, keeping physical distance. Uh, we need to keep two meters away, you know, when going out in public, when going up to shops. And this is where you especially see it happening. People waiting in queues that are literally, you know, within 10 centimeters away from this, this bunching all over. Um, you know, and, and that, that's simply put how the virus uh, spreads. It spreads if people gather. It spreads if people don't uh, keep themselves distant from one another. So my plea to everyone there is to please, please be distant. Keep, keep physical distancing. And, and, and I want to emphasize the, the term as well that the World Health Organization has stated. It, it, it's physical distancing, not necessarily social distancing, which has been used, uh, you know, in many media platforms. Because whilst we are physically distant, uh, we can still keep communication via phone calls, via social media. Uh, you know, we can still be engaged with one another, but we must just be uh, uh, ensure that our, uh, we maintain that distance. And especially, we 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 note that to those individuals out there or, or groups of people who are still gathering quietly and, and believe that they may be fooling the the police, or so, they are only fooling themselves because. You know they 're exposing themselves to the virus, and they have the potential then to to acquire it and transmit it to other people so So I really, really do plead that uh, everyone keeps that physical distance uh, the, the The other important aspect is of course, of hand hygiene you know washing your hands for more than twenty seconds with with hot water and uh, and soap or uh, using sanitizer that has been. Uh, approved, you know, in terms of having more than 65% alcohol content, uh, and and obviously everyone should uh, wear their masks when 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 going out. Uh, and with mask wearing, there's a lot of uh, regulations on on how uh, uh, how one should how how one should wear those masks. Uh, you shouldn't touch it, uh, you know, touch the mask and then touch other parts of your face uh you need you need to wash that mask when you get home so so all you know all the etiquette of wearing masks yeah. it's yeah. one thing to wear mask but uh, you need to know how to work correctly and appropriately.
1: Mm, mm. Well, that was the chair of FAMSA's COVID-19 technical working group there, Mr Kapil Narayan, joining us today. So great to speak with you and uh, taking into account that this is just possibly the first step of your work here. I look forward to staying in touch with you about um, a lot more research initiatives that you've got going on.
0: Thank you so much for having me and for Lotus for
1: providing the platform. Yeah, and all the best on the work that you do. Look forward to following it closely.
0: Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.